The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bolland. G'day, Paul. Good day. Good day, Summer. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad today. That's good. So I'm, I'm redoing really... the road in front of my house. I hope it doesn't get loud. <laughs> You're right in front of your house. I'm in Palm yeah. Springs. I, uh, I've, I'm actually out here doing quite a few things. One of the things I was, uh, I go to this great salon out here called uh, David Andrews Salon, and they do a great job with my hair, and I always look fabulous. I go to Dow over there, and I get my bits and pieces waxed by Andrew. And I decided at home I was going to do this home wax on my lip, of all things. So now I have a bright red Groucho Marx moustache. Gave myself um, severe enough burns that I had to go to the doctor and get medicine. And I have yeah, learned, I saw, this I is why I never did that before. Yeah. It was it was, I, it was poorly yeah, I, thought out. I see then, all the things you women go through with the waxing and the heels and the makeup. You know, for, well, for one, thank you. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about waxing and makeup and heels today. We have a very very interesting show. Now, I know next week I'm going to be doing this show live uh, from the studio. I'm going to be in Fe- I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona for Comic Con. I'm going to be staying over at a loft uh, right near the Phoenix airport. It's fantastic, gorgeous, gorgeous ultra modern hotel. So I'm really excited about that. But this week I'm in one of my favorite places in the world, which, as I said, is Palm Springs, California. And down here I met a couple of really interesting characters, and we have them on the show this week. I met a phenomenal performer named Gypsy. Gypsy, are you on? I am on. Yes, Hi, I Gypsy. am. <laughs> welcome to the show. Now, I promised Thank everyone. Thank you we're so much. Talk- <laughs> You're very, very welcome. I promised everyone we were going to talk about, um, you know, some more waxing and makeup and heels because that's what Paul was talking about. But I thought <laughs> just a little bit, could you tell everyone a little about yourself and what makes you so unique? And then I'll tell them a little about Palm Springs and what's going on here. Sure. Well, hi, everybody out there in Never Never Land. My name is Gypsy. I'm 84 years old. I'm the original star of the original version of La Caixa Fall that opened in Hollywood in 1980, right after the film uh, from Paris won the best foreign uh, film, uh, the Oscar, and uh, we became internationally famous. I was in my early 50s then, and... Um, I had retired from my own nightclub in New York called Gypsies on 58th and 1st. 
and that was all in the 60s and 70s. And before that, it was uh, Neanderthal. I was making pictures in caves. But so what happened was Mel Brooks and his wife, Ann Bancroft, came in to see the show. All the people came there. Lana Turner had her table. Lucille Ball had her table. Barbara Stanwyck. We had everybody there. But Mel Brooks decided that he would make me into a movie star, and he did. In 1983, I co-starred in my first film at the age of 51. And he said, no, I was 52 now that I think of it. 52? Yeah, I was 52 then. And uh, I co-starred with them in a film that my name was submitted for the Oscars of 1983, as well as the BAFTA, and I won awards in Australia, darling. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) and it was wonderful. It was called To Be or Not To Be, and I played Sasha. And that kicked off a 30-year career in films and television. And then in 2000, uh, our producer, uh, Dan Gore, created this fabulous show called Carnival Cabaret in Lake Tahoe at the Horizon Casino Resort. We became the longest-running show in the history of Lake Tahoe. And and now, this last year and a half, our producer, Dan Gore, uh, brought us here to Palm Springs. He wanted to make an intimate theater, dinner theater show. And so we found a spot and uh, Oscars here in Midtown Palm Springs. And so we appear there on Friday and Saturdays. And that's lots of stuff. And I have a book coming out probably next year. We're hoping for that. Well, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm going to cut you off and say, I want you to tell everyone what is so unique about this show. But I want to start with, you are going to be in the Guinness World Book of Records. I am in it this year. You're, you are in it this year. What are you yes. in it for? Um, yeah, right. Careful of your prepositions. We'll be getting calls. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so no, uh, because I'm the world's oldest working impersonator. So, uh, at 84. But now somebody from Canada is a year older than me, I think. So next year, they'll probably be in. But this year, I'm the oldest. Now, you, now what, what kind of impersonator? We've, we've got to talk to the well, audience. Yes, Remember, this is radio. Well, I, I don't impersonate any characters at all. I'm the au pair. Au pair. I, I take care of everybody, but I'm the MC. But I change costumes 10, 12 times a show. And, you do. Um, and... and the, I'm, I'm going to, so what I'm trying to pull in and what I'm trying to do here is because I want to drag Dan on in a sec and oh, talk yeah. about this show because this is the best show I've seen in ages. Well, thank I mean, you. it really, really is. Um, and now you're a female impersonator. Well, our show is really celebrity impersonators and people will say, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is if you're impersonating a female Say, for instance, if someone thought they were as pretty as you, if they ever thought that, they'd be crazy because you're the most beautiful thing I ever saw. You could cure homosexuality, dear. Well, thank and, you. Uh, I, I don't think I'd want to, though. I, I, I get along better with gay men than I do with anyone else. Well, <laughs> see, that's another, that's another reality show, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. But you know what? It's celebrity. The, the actors in our show in Carnival Cabaret, they are impersonating a celebrity who happens to be a female. So, and do you understand now, the difference? I, I there, do, and I do have to say, you have the best Judy Garland I've ever seen. Oh, Logan Barnum. Walker. Yes, I've worked with him over the years from Vegas to Atlantic City to Hollywood to here. 
uh, in over 30-some years. Yes, he is. He's phenomenal. Now, I'm going to call Dan on. Dan, welcome to the show. You're the producer of the Carnival Cabaret, right? Hi, Dan. Are you on? I am here. How are you guys? I'm fabulous. Now, we've been chatting a little about Gypsy and we got into the Carnival Cabaret and I want to jump back a little more to Gypsy because she's had some amazing things go on here. But I want to know about the Carnival Cabaret because, I mean, you guys have the best show, the best live show I've seen in Palm Springs ever and one of the best, um, one of the best shows I've seen in God knows how long. Well, well thank you. I, I, and a lot of that comes because the passion that I, you know, have for this type of art form, and I believe it's kind of been abused in the decades, you know, prior to us, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to continue and uphold the art form of female impersonation, and what just to kind of explain is, we are female impersonators, however, we're, we're female celebrity impersonators, so these gentlemen that appear in this show, their focus is to impersonate famous women, and that's what we do, as well as uphold the art because it is an art form and, and that's what I we but that's what comes across obviously when you see the show well i mean it takes incredible talent i mean i've i've got to say gypsy you have some of the best comic timing i've ever seen you really okay. really do and your artists are amazing i mean i know i keep using that word but i don't have another word for um for it i think that you guys have really hit on the most perfect combination of humor and entertainment. And um, when Judy Garland was singing, I was ready to cry. You guys have such an amazing balance. Yeah. And, and you've really hit on that art form. Pardon? These performers make it look very easy, and, and uh, they've done it for many, many decades. You know, a lot of performers have done it, you know, 20, 30 plus years I, and I don't know and, if they'd make it I'd say they make it look easy I think they make it look flawless yes yes I mean a lot of people think oh they're just you know they're just up there lip syncing they're just up there miming but there's so much more that comes into it and that's I have a lot of passion for what I do and a lot of the new performers that come on board you know there's a lot of a lot of coaching and a lot of a lot of teaching and you know and the passion is what attracts and makes the show, you know, and the people that work for me understand my passion and they're attracted to the show by the passion that I, you know, possess. And they possess the same passion. We attract one another and, and their job as performers comes through, you know, immensely when you see the show. And uh, because of the passion I have, they're attracted to the show. You know, it's not a joke. It's not, you know, it's art form first and dollar sign later. So, you know, we carry the art form and people come and see it and they behold it and they talk about it and it brings more people. But as long as we uphold the art form and deliver a spectacular show, people will always come and they'll always come back. And now I know Gypsy just got her star here in Palm Springs. Yes, yes I did. How was that for you? I mean, you, you, that's pretty bloody ground. That's, that's awesome. I want to star now in Palm Springs, but how... Did you feel getting that? Well, to tell you the truth, it's almost like a blur because it, it, there's so many accolades, and it was 110 degrees that day. And the night before, they had a huge roast for me at the Hard Rock Hotel. And Connie Stevens and uh, Margaret O'Brien, all these famous film stars came out. 
and came in and to give me testimonials rudely. And uh, it was fabulous. The night before, we had hundreds there in the grand ballroom. And then the next day, in that sweltering heat, it was like 200 people. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, I think most people remember me from a film or a character on television if I tell them who it is and they Google my name. I well, love Google during the I've, show so you can see what I'm doing. I'd love to have everyone Google. We have about three minutes till break. And I okay. want to tell those stories when we come back. So okay. what I'm going to say to the audience is you guys are not going to believe um, the career that Juicy has had. It's truly, truly incredible from one end of Hollywood to the other. You got what? it. Pardon? You have it, my dear. Yes, you have it down. I do, I do. I do want to ask you, though, and I'm going to ask you, Dan, before we come back, why Palm Springs? Yes, Dan. Well, the, main, yeah. the, the main reason we moved here was because of the legacy the, Poly, the Palm Springs Follies had created for entertainment here in Palm Springs. You know, uh, you know pre- preceding us was, was a very well-known show called The Palm Springs Follies, and it featured basically senior citizens that would perform in showgirl you know, roles and, and performance roles, and they highlighted famous senior citizens and, and local senior citizens. And that show left after 24 years, and I felt at the time, you know, we had been traveling and doing the casino market. However, our, our goal was always to have our own place, our own dinner showroom, and I felt the best place to do that would be Palm Springs so we could fill the void of Folly Plus. I like that. Now, I'd like to see you guys expand and take over the Follies Theatre, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> you, you really do have an incredible show. We are going to go to break. We have one minute till break. I am going to ask you guys, and we will tell you when we come back, if you want to win some free rides at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California, if you want to win some free tickets to Comic-Con or any other cool stuff that we manage to give away, tell me what you think the most iconic role Gypsy has done in is and why. Go over to my Facebook. You can go to Behind the Scenes. You can go find me on Facebook. Any of those places, I'll accept it. Send it in Messenger. Don't post it on the wall. Tell me what you think the most iconic role is, and we'll see if Gypsy agrees with you. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. 
You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, I'm Summer Helene, your Wicked Witch of the West Coast, your Hollywood bad guy. I'm here hanging out talking to one of my favorite people in the whole world right now, Gypsy. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin and we are on with Dan who produces the show that Gypsy is in called the Carnival Cabaret here in Palm Springs, California. Now I have to tell you, if you get a chance to go see this show, go see this show. It is fucking phenomenal. Welcome back, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. Now, I, I asked before the break for... Uh, for the audience to tell me what they think the best thing you did is. Now, you've been on some pretty incredible shows. You've been in some pretty incredible films. And you've been in a film that's pretty close to my heart with one of the good old boys from back home. You want to tell us about that? Well, that has a lot of legal problems and stuff because, let me put it, you're talking about Crocodile Dundee and and the scene in which he comes to see the, uh, the the big sights, the big mm-hmm. city. He sees a woman at the bar at the party and stuff, and uh, he wants to meet her. And they say no, it's it's a it's a man. He doesn't end up her dress to prove that it's a woman. And it, it's just a sort of an iconic, crazy scene. But it, it turned out after all these years that was something that people do remember. Uh, but the problem is. There was an actor that did that scene first. Then my name came up, and someone who was on the production staff said, we're going to film Gypsy in that as well. That's, there were, people don't realize it. There were two impersonators dressed exactly alike. Really? <laughs> yeah, very strange. And I've always been told... Yes, you can say you, you, about that scene. Do you, do you remember how I set it up? And mm-hmm. I said, and yes, his hands were cold. Yes, I they, do. they were. Uh, but I'm never allowed to say the other actor's name, nor am I to say how it came about that there were two of us. Ooh. And it wasn't the first time that ever happened in my career. Now, I know how things usually end up being two people. But it means someone did something naughty, usually. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> that's 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 how I usually end up with two actors on one of my films. Is one of them was bad. Well, all I know is that when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to pray that I can end up looking like you did in Victoria's Secret, so oh, I can thank you. <laughs> so, so so I can send a picture of myself to Tom Brady and say, "See, you went too far south." <laughs> Should have, you should have come. Yeah, so you've got to come back this way. This is where the good ones are. Yeah, right. Because, you know, now, I was a dear friend of Wilhelmina's. Willie really? and I were very close friends. It's amazing. So, 
Now, you were also in a little... Now, guys, this is a little-known television show that not many of you may have heard of called Married uh-huh. with Children. Yeah, right. <laughs> this little-known television show. Yeah, um, 13 years. <laughs> and tell us about the character you played on Married with Children. Well, the, the story is so phenomenal. In Hollywood, La Cajafal is on La Cienega Boulevard, just down the street from where Lacage was, is a, was a fantastic French restaurant called La Angerie. One of my dearest friends from my New York days, uh, Divine, you know, the John Waters t- uh, star, mm-hmm. uh, he had just finished Hairspray and his rap party was at that restaurant. So in between shows at Lacage, I went to the rap party because he asked me to come and we had a great time. And he made a big public announcement that next, the next week he was starting rehearsals for Married with Children, he was going to play Peg Bundy's uncle from Wanker County, Tennessee. And they uh, never did see uh, Ed's relatives. It's always been Katie's. So uh, I said, congratulations. I couldn't be there because I was doing my last week on Troop Beverly Hills. I played the designer of the Girl Scout uniforms with Shelley Long. Mm-hmm. So I had one more uh, day that Monday at Universal. And what happened was a divine was, had passed away at night in his hotel room, and um, the limousine driver couldn't get him up. They couldn't get him up or out. And so when they found out he had passed away, they closed the set down, and Katie Seagal called uh, my agent and said, we have to, Gypsy has to come in and help us out. So I got uh, Divine's contract, so I played Uncle Otto. They had to rewrite it because uh, Divine was short, bald, and heavy. And I'm, what am I? Tall bald, and lanky and limb, gorgeous. Almost bald and not heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Tall and gorgeous. Now, so I mean, I you've, you've had a hell of an interesting career. And the, the performers you're working with currently, I know that, um, I, I don't know if I want to give away the characters they play. I'm, I'm a little caught um, not wanting to give that away because I do think that would spoil the show for people. But you're working with some really amazing performers right now. They are. Some of the best actors I've ever worked with. And I've worked in the theater as well. And, uh, you know, I, it's amazing. And uh, they, uh, the most amazing part is that... Several of those actors do more than one character during the show. Yeah. In other words, they have complete makeup changes, complete hair, complete character changes, all within an hour and a half show. It's it's really amazing, Dan. How did you get this cast of people together? I mean, how did you pull that one off? You've really put together a flawless show. Well, it's just you know a couple of them I've worked with for for many years and and actually this show was the one it's the show that actually brought Logan the Judy Garland that you speak so highly of out of retirement he had actually retired and went just back to you know a regular job 9 to 5 job and then when I found out he lived out here I asked him if he'd be interested in coming back and going back on stage and we actually brought him out of retirement you know over a year ago when we opened here so he joined us you know Joined the show then, but he hadn't performed for over ten years. He hadn't been doing it, and then that just attracts other people, and then they know people, and it's just a network of people. It's a very small family, especially when you get up to the really, really amazing, passionate performers. It's a very small family, and what's so unique, you know, when Gypsy talks about 
these actors being so amazing. You know, I, I, I'm very passionate about this art form. I'm, you know, I used to be a performer, and I was never a singer. And you, I'm sure you hear often singers always say, oh, it's hard for them to lip sync. Of course, yes. it's hard for a lip sync artist to actually sing as well. So there's, but there's difficulties in both realms. And it's just as difficult to do both. And for these actors to actually, besides the makeup, and they're all self-contained, you know, besides doing their own makeup, their own hair and wigs and costuming, you know, for them to get up there and convince you that what you're hearing is coming out of their mouth takes way more than just moving your lips. Oh, it's, it's, have- it's a full, like I said, the Ju- I'm, I'm going to go to the Judy Garland because I've already given away Judy Garland and I don't want to give away anything else for anyone that sees the show. But there was a performance that Judy Garland did in Australia in the 1960s. Right. And point by point, um, you said Logan? Mm-hmm. Correct. Logan Walker. Logan Walker's Judy Garland could have been taken out of this. Every movement, every breath, every gesture, the outfit... I, I, my grandmother, my, my 85-year-old grandmother was in the audience watching with me and she had seen Judy Garland perform and looked at me and said, that is Judy Garland. Yeah. yeah that, they, is, they, they, that is the Judy Garland I saw. Yeah, they possess a, 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 an ornate talent that's not easily done. And, you know, and the, these cast members are, you know, are unique in that, you know, and people always say, oh, you're no different than a bar show. And, you know, oh, we bullshit. are no different. We, I mean, we all come from the same bucket of the arts, you know, yet we are doing something very unique here. And, and it's the passion that I possess that attracts these other passionate artists. And that definitely exudes when you see the show. And that's when people leave the show, they actually know why we are so different and nothing like anything else that the city has seen. What would you? What advice would you give to in, to somebody that wants to get into this? I'm going to ask you, Gypsy. Then I'm going to ask you, Dan. What advice? We've got about four minutes till break, so I'll ask Gypsy now and Dan when we get back. Um, Gypsy, what advice would you give to somebody that wants to get into doing what you do? Well, first of all, when they're very young and they have these, they go to the bar scenes, they dress up, and then they lip sync to stars, and, and they do that thing. If you concentrate, it's like an opera star who has a fabulous voice. And if they overuse it, uh, by the time they get to be the top, their, their, their voice don't work. When they have a talent and Dan knows how to find it, that's when they have to stop doing that and get into a structured theatrical atmosphere. That's the difference between enjoying yourself in a bar, there's nothing wrong with that, that is certainly fabulous. And there's some very beautiful and fabulous, talented people that just entertain in bars. But when, to be able to do what Carnival Cabaret does, you have to be disciplined. You have to know theater. You have to be in a structured situation. And, and that takes a lot of discipline and a lot of very beautiful uh, people that dress in drag and are entertaining in bars, they don't want that discipline. It's too much for them. But that's what you have to do to get to this level. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I know there's been, um, there's been a lot of positive and negative 
about this art form in the United States. Um, I found it bizarre when I got here, the, the positive and negative and the back and forth with this. Why do you think some people love this art form and on the flip side, some people push back against it? That would be Dan's. Okay, Dan, Dan. your turn. <laughs> Dan, was, I'm going to go for the controversial question right before we go to break. <laughs> well, it might take me longer to answer, but uh, you can interrupt me. <laughs> you know, I, I think one reason why we're one reason why we've been successful is because you know, Gypsy's not threatening. You know, Gypsy's very comedic. You know, people are not threatened by his looks. You know, he's funny looking. He's funny verbally. Um, and then they see and compare, they're having a comparison uh, within, when they see our impersonators, they are comparing mentally, oh, do they look like Madonna? Do they look like Cher? And a lot of the people, when they see the art form, the, a lot of the art form, for example, RuPaul's Drag Race has just done wonders for this movement, it focuses more on them looking like women. So a lot of people come to our shows thinking that their sexuality is going to be questioned. And it's not, this is not what the show's about. And I think, generally speaking, a lot of people, you know, the media likes to glorify, you know, the drag race girls and, and, and that art form. And a lot of the times people are questioning way more than what it is. And what it is is an art form. We're not talking about who's gay and who's sleeping with who. This show is about art form. And I think, you know, with the religious strength in the U.S., you know, they look at it differently and they look at it from a sexual point. So there's nothing, there's nothing going on with this show except an art form, and that's what we push. It's not a lifestyle. It's not about being gay. It's about pushing the art of the illusion of using makeup and costumes to turn really butch, masculine men into extremely feminine, famous women. I think that is an incredible way of putting it, and thank you for answering that so articulately and so, so perfectly. Um, I, I do think that people can be, be challenged by that, but I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <it> was, <laughs> people people have problems with just jackasses. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. Um, we are going to go to break, guys. When we get back, I'm going to ask Dan's advice on how to get into this. We're going to talk a little more to Gypsy, a little more to Dan. We're going to talk about how to get into this, how to get famous, how to become known for what you do. Now, I'm going to say ahead of time, RuPaul is a really, really good friend of mine. And I've heard him, I've heard him describe um, the art form in exactly the same way that Dan did. So... I love that there is such a general consensus there, and we'll talk a little bit when we get back. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, I'm Summer Helene and we are on with Paul Michael Boland. This is Behind the Scenes. We have our special guest today from Carnival Cabaret in Palm Springs, California, Dan and the incredible Gypsy. Now, before the break, we spoke a little with Gypsy about getting some advice on how to get into this industry. Dan, I'm going to ask you from the producer's perspective, how would you, what advice would you give to someone trying to get into this industry? Well, it's this, you know, this, the industry is very wide. You know, it, the shows like mine are very unique and, and far, you know, far, far in between. Then there's the, the, the bar element of the shows, and that's probably the most predominant are the gay bars. And that particular type of shows are predominantly ran by, I mean, dominated by the RuPaul Drag Race girls because of what that show has done for the gay movement of this art form, a lot of the gay bar shows are driven by those girls, meaning they bring in those girls because they draw crowds. So people that want to get into it, you know, watching RuPaul's Drag Race, absolutely the best thing you can do because they see not, you know, there's a lot of drama on there, but what they see is also the makeup, how it might be done, how to make costumes occasionally, and they see the different styles of drag and the wigs and the costumes, and then the lip sync part of it, a lot of that, you know, I, said, I was never a female impersonator, but I was a celebrity impersonator in male form, a man doing a man. And, you know, it was a lot of practicing in front of the mirror, you know, and that, and watching videos of who you want to impersonate, you know. And, and a lot of the successful female impersonators have a lot of hours of practice underneath, you know, under their belt. And that's what it takes. Just like any profession, you have to practice at it. And lip syncing to me is such an important part of this because, you know, it's obvious most of these performers are going to be lip syncing, but please convince me that you, that voice is coming out of your mouth, you know, yeah. that you're feeling that, that you're passionate, that, that, that the expression that you're feeling, that, you, that that song is trying to portray, you're feeling it physically so I can see it. And it entertains me, you know, and when I go to these shows and when I do scout in these bars, I look, I can never start from scratch. I don't have enough time to start from scratch. I usually go to the bars, and I find something that ha- might be somewhat new, but that has potential, and I'll approach them, and then I'll coach them, and I'll work with them. The one thing I can never, ever teach anyone is the initiative, is the passion. They have to be born with it. They have to have that. I can't give them 
that by experience. I can give them the stage time, and I can give them the stage experience and direct them. And every stage performance goes into the bank, just like muscle mass. You know, that stage performance goes into the bank Mm -hmm. from a stage performer, you know, aspect, and it continues to make them better. But I can never, ever teach them or give them the passion and the desire that they need to be the best they can. If they don't have that gene or that, they don't possess that, I can't give that to them. And you see it. You'll see it in their, you know, it's the drive. You know, just like major legends have, you know, like Prince, who we just lost, Madonna. They all had this drive that they were born with, that, that, that this persistency. And you can't give that to anyone. You can't teach them, oh, today we're going to drive class. You have to have it. And that's right. what I seek. Right. You, uh, that's what I seek. Is I, I, I have to, that's first and foremost. If they have that drive, I can pretty much teach them, my, my cast and the people I work with, can pretty much teach them everything else. Now, I've got to say, have, I... They have to bring, they have to bring to the producer, a creator of a show, they have to bring something that he doesn't have for them. They have to have it themselves, and that's discipline. Nothing worthwhile in this world is worth anything unless you are disciplined and work your can off to get to the place where you want to be. If they don't have that, if it's just a moment or a weekend where they want to have fun in a bar and and sit there and dress and costume, that's one thing. But no, this, you have to have that discipline. You have to have to want to do that, and you bring that to the producer, and the producer takes that and dresses it up and works with him. But without that, no. I think that is true in all forms of entertainment, and I love that you said that. Because people look at this and say, I want to be famous, or I want to be beautiful, or I want to be known, or I want to sing, or I want to dance, or whatever it is you want to do. You can't just... It's it, a pipe dream is worth nothing unless you have that discipline and you put in that effort and you bust your ass every day to do it. Well, it isn't going to happen. You, look, well, look at you. Nobody becomes a Victoria's Secret model because she's only beautiful, because she's only 36, 19, 36. None of that. If she doesn't have that light, if that light switch is not on, she ain't going anywhere, no matter how beautiful she is. Uh, and Well, that's true, too. I got pulled out. I went from there, decided I was going to start acting. I had, um, it was the four people, Ron Jeremy, actually oh, talked yeah. me into producing. The porn star, Ron Jeremy, I know. Talked, to me, okay. <laughs> talked me into producing. But, um, you know, I worked with him, and I ended up friends with Stanley, and just some really random people ended up pulling me into producing, and I ended up a film executive. And that didn't come from sitting there and doing nothing. It came from working consistently. Or just wanting to do it. You had to work. Exactly. You have to work, but it's the same. You better work. (laughs) But one of the things people don't know, when you talk about going to that party in Hollywood, where you meet people after work, your social time is also part of work in this industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it it ain't just who you know, it's who knows you and who's going to call Exactly. And I will be shocked if your listeners all over the world, if anyone remembers any of my films. Remember, uh, I, uh, I was the big hit in all in the 
late seventies, the eighties, into the nineties. And now I'm there. They, they already do. Some of your films are classics. We've already got write-ins about Troop Beverly Hills. We've got write-ins about Married with Children. We've got write-ins about Croc Dundee. Once we mention that, actually, we've had some yeah. write-ins there. We had something about Clifford. Oh, good lord! People yeah. writing. Yeah. People writing in all sorts of things. Here, I'll read off. We've got. I think. Go, go, go. Someone mentioning. People have been on your IMDb by the look of it. People have literally yeah. been looking you up. Okay, <laughs> so look people me have up. jumped on. But, so, guys, uh, look asked, him up. <laughs> He's fine. You, um, but yeah, do go to you, Facebook you, and like you Carnival. You asked me about what, my, what I would consider uh, the most effective or the most stimulating role or something in film. It would be to be or not to be with Mel Brooks. And Anne Bancroft. Oh. Anne Bancroft coached me herself through six months of filming. My performances that got all those accolades and the studio uh, uh, submitted my name for the Oscars, uh, all of that came about because of Anne Bancroft. She never lets me loose in, that, um, in 20th Century Fox. She held my hand. She did everything. So, well, I can, memory, I can say I've never met Anne Bancroft, her. but that's, that's incredible. And when we have Mel Brooks on the show, we'll have to have you back on. Okay. Because we've got him coming on the show. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, we've got four minutes till our very last segment. We're going to go to break, then we're going to come back. Uh, I ask everyone this because it's political season, and, I mean, let's face it, we all have something to say about it. Who are you guys voting for? Oh, well, Me? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. The circus, uh, the circus hasn't left town yet, so I, I haven't figured it out. But I'll tell you, it's like Ringling Brothers. I've never seen so many elephants and so many donkeys holding on to each other's rear end and talking out the other one. So I like that. That's a good way of putting it. So I'll have to figure That's out a, later. An adequate description of our political system at this point. It, it really yeah. is, though. I, I got to say, I'm 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 not voting for the homophobic orange asshole um, that, that thinks yeah. Mexicans are rapists. Like I'm I'm very anti-Trump, yeah. but I'm uh, not sure who I like. <laughs> Probably Bernie Sanders. Oh, I think okay. It's, I think it's I think it's very embarrassing for the rest of the world to watch oh. you know the greatest country in the world go through the circus. It's extremely. Embarrassing to say you're American when you see this political system running exactly. the way Exactly. And there are millions and millions and millions of Americans who feel exactly that way. They don't yeah. talk about it. Uh, none of the candidates talk about the visual, the visual of what this process is going through and what the rest of the world must think of us. They well, must absolutely I- think we're fruitcakes here. Boy, boy, I got to say, my grandmother, who was at the show with me, the little woman from Tasmania, um, when Donald Trump first started running, she said, I'm so proud of America. That is a wonderful political statement to make. Do you know in India, they voted in a house plant? I said, Grandma, it's not a protest. He's really running. She looked at me and said, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, nobody believed (laughs) it. But (laughs) I think Dan is absolutely right, and there are... I, uh, people throughout the world, I don't want you to give up on us. There are millions of Americans who are just as embarrassed about this view. And somebody had better 
I think it's a little too late now because Bernie is wonderful. He has that wonderful thing, and all those young people are going to be scratching their heads later if he ever got to be president and say, well, where's my free college? Where's my free everything? Where's my free medical care? Where is my free, free, free? There isn't any. That'll be a shock to their system. Then they'll go with Hillary, and Hillary will say, well, now this, when they start a sentence with well, that means that, well, there's no real answer, but she'll find one. She's the one that will excavate and find an answer. Whether that answer is sustainable is another thing. But all of that is moot, because if Trump wins, then you will see an upheaval in this country, like my grandmother, and that would be hundreds of years ago, said, well, people always get what they wish for, and then later it's buyer's remorse. Yep. We have about two minutes till break, and what I do have to say on that is, is this. You know, you can complain about Obama, but we were all really excited when he got in because it was better oh, than the yeah. retarded cowboy. It was yeah. nice to have somebody mm-hmm. who knew how a bill became a law. And now, you know, there was a lot of rebellion when Bush was in. Everyone calmed down globally a little when Obama came in. And I can say if Trump gets in, the rest of the world is kind of sitting on pins and needles watching America going, come on, guys. We believe in you. You can do better. So it it is. It is definitely a political circus. Thank you guys for sharing that. (laughs) Something people forgot. When Hillary Clinton lost to Obama, she went out and worked her tail off to get him elected. And she brought along her millions and millions and millions and millions of people that voted for her to, to switch, to go to Obama. I want you to tell me on the phone today that Bernie Sanders will do the same thing. I, I, I absolutely agree. I think that the reality of the situation is, um, you know, I, I there it is. I see. I, I think I'm. I'm. I'm just drawing. I'm trying to find a play where I'm saying this, and I can't. But the reality is, I think that in the end, um, the real, real politicians the people that were really educated, the people that really believe in this are going to band together and push back. Guys, we are going to go to break. We'll be right back with Gypsy and Dan and Paul and talking about Carnival Cabaret for our last segment here on Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're going to have more to say after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. 
Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes, and I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland. We are on with Gypsy and Dan from the Carnival Cabaret. We just went a little bit into politics. We were having a laugh between the break. We have about 15 minutes left. Normally, we take live questions on air. I've got a few in here. Gypsy. Yes? I have a question from Mitchell. Mitchell wants to know, how do you get past your fear in the beginning? That's the his fear question. of performing in front of an audience. Uh, Mitchell, do you mean the fear of performing in front of an audience? We're waiting for an answer on Facebook, so we'll let you know <laughs> in okay. just a sec. We hey, have. We can a assume question. that's what he means. Okay, well, let's go. I, if we yeah. assume that's what it means. Well, uh, I never had that fear because the audience, to me, is the star of the show. I consider myself, when I arrive on stage, I, I reverse the role. I think I'm the audience. I think they're, the audience is the stars, because without them, there's no reason for me to be there. So they're the stars. So I just make believe they're the stars, and I'm the audience. Please entertain me. And they do. No, that's a good way to go. I have a question for Dan. The question for Dan is from Skylar. Skylar wants to know, how do you put together a show of people and make it make money? Skylar, try and be a little more articulate. Thank you very much. But that was, that was well written. Please do not type the, word, the letter U. Use the word Y-O-U. Much appreciated. Skylar, Skylar, I've been trying to figure that out for 26 years. That's the last, that's the last, that's the last part of the equation. Um, you know, I, I, I've come to terms with, with accepting and appreciating and being grateful for doing something that I love to do. And if you follow your dreams and your passion, you will certainly make money one day. It might not be overnight, but you will make money one day. And if you don't, you will, you will definitely die a happy man. I like that. My next question you- is from Toby. Toby? I'm, I'm going to guess that's an alias. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just guessing here. The question from Toby is, when you first start dressing in drag, is it scary? I want to and I'm afraid. Yes. Well, it can be scary because you're, you have a preconceived idea of what other people think you should look like. You should start with what you like, the colors of things that you like, 
how you think you would like to look, and practice. That's the whole thing about it is practice. But never, ever, ever, when you're starting out and you just and you're a little frightened whether it's, you're going to look okay, it's all about looks. And um, the the hostess of our show today can tell you all about that because she has the looks. And she'll tell you, it takes a lot more than that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, but, it does. It really does. But you know what? But you know what? I think you should just start the colors you like, the things you like, and really look at yourself. But I'm the wrong one to ask. You should have asked Dan that question because he has a much better answer than I do. Yeah, I mean, it, I, the I, biggest issue that, that, again, takes a lot of time is learning how to walk in heels. And, again, that, you know, what I was going to add. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we want to look at what this art form is, and this art form, you know, in the end, is a celebration of the female female body and persona and person. So judgment ensues when a man gets into drag, because you want to celebrate that art form of looking like a woman. So when you don't celebrate it and make it a joke, then you become a joke as well. So you know. Looking like a beautiful woman takes a lot of work, especially if you're a man. And it's a celebration of that body form and that, that, that female body form. So you wanna, it takes a lot of practice and a, a, lot of, a lot of education on how to do that. Because once you have it flawless, then the judgment is more of a celebration. Because it truly is, the art form is a celebration of the female body form. So you know, you want to do it properly and you want to celebrate women. And that's what the show ultimately does, not just famous women, but women in general, because these men are able to transform themselves into beautiful women. I'm I'm going to say, Toby, if this is what you want to do, it may be scary, but you sound like an awesome person. Be you, have fun, give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? You love it? And, and, And good luck. Yeah, break a leg. You can go to the bars as well and find someone to mentor you. You know, there are some genuine people in the bars that would like to have someone to mentor. I like that. That's a nice thing to say. Guys, we have about two minutes left of this show. I'm going to shout out and say, if you get a chance, go see Carnival Cabaret. Where can we find you guys? Dan? We are in downtown Palm Springs. We are currently appearing at Oscars Cafe and Bar in their intimate dining room there. And we will always be in Palm Springs. So when you come to Palm Springs, look us up, go to our website, carnivalcabaret.com, and find out where we're at. But we'll always be here. And I uh, appreciate your time. I mean, I'm going to yes, say this. If you guys get a chance, please go see him. Gypsy, sorry, I interrupted you. That's all right. And for me, I just want to thank you and your staff there personally. You know, it's wonderful that you saw the show. It's wonderful that you loved it. But it's really wonderful is you think, thought enough of it and us there to have us on your show. It's a great tribute to us and to the work that we do that others in the business want to hear from us. So thank you so much. Well, I, I want to thank you guys. Really, I, I haven't seen a show, like I said, any show this well done. And I think for anyone wanting to get into the entertainment industry, um, this is a part of the entertainment industry that people don't know how to get into. And I have had questions over the years. Like I said, I know RuPaul and I know people um, that I've introduced to Ru because they're wanting to get into drag and they're wanting to be female impersonators or they're wanting to right. be celebrity impersonators. And 
I think what you guys have done, the, you have set the bar so high. Your performances are so incredible that anyone that wants to get into this should go and see your show because it is done exactly the way it should be. And your finale is fucking incredible. Excuse Thank my language, you. but that's that's really the only way I can describe it. Your finale is incredible, and, and that's, this that's, and that's uh, our signature. That's my signature. That's my my uh, donation to this art form because in our generation, that type of finale has never been done in our generation. So maybe prior to us, it might have, and maybe I pulled it out from the psyche universe, uh, but uh, that is not done. It's usually done with one person, and we do it with the entire cast. I, I think it's incredible. Guys, we've only got about 30 seconds left. I'm going to say thank you so much, Gypsy. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for for putting this show on. Thank you for being on this show. And thank you for your contribution to not only the art form but to uh, theatre in general because, it is, like I said, it is bloody incredible. Guys, go out and see this show. It shows you a type of entertainment and it shows you a level of entertainment that – I mean, like I said, it sets the bar. I'm trying so hard not to give stuff away. This is killing me. I have to wrap this show up. I'm Summer Helene. Go see the freaking show. It's the Carnival Cabaret. Then we can talk about it. Have a great night, guys. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Dan. We are on with Gypsy. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. This was Behind the Scenes. I'll see you next week live from Phoenix Comic Con. Again, I'm going to be staying at a loft at right near the Phoenix airport, so come hang out with me there, and I'll be doing live from the studio. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for being on the show, and good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.